Hey gang, Kurt Schlichter here for another edition of Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast, where you're the star. Okay, you're not the star, you just listen. But that makes you kind of star. I think, I don't know, does that work? Who cares? Who knows? Look, all right, I'm talking crazy now. Why? Because I'm high on cocaine. Yes, everybody's high on cocaine. Apparently, it happens all the time. There's cocaine here. There's cocaine there. Cocaine in the White House. No big deal. Now, I went off on uh, the, uh, the the cocaine in the White House mystery. The, uh, you know, Oval Office Yayo conundrum. You know? And uh, the answer is um, uh, Hunter in the Situation Room with the Mirror and Razor. Okay? If you're playing Clue. So, I don't know if I need to retread all that. All I got to say is, this shit would have been discovered pretty quickly if it was the Trump White House. But, of course, hypocrisy. When you're talking about hypocrisy, you're losing. Because they like the hypocrisy, folks. It shows dominance. When they show that there's two forms of law, they're showing dominance. When they show that uh, Cokie McSnort uh, Mountain uh, uh, can, uh, uh, you know, blast rails off Estonian hookers' butts in the uh, in the West Wing, um. They're telling you that you are a second, uh, a second class citizen, and you're a second class citizen because you can't do coke in the White House. You can't do coke anywhere. And how bad? You know, here's the thing that I gotta get, and I don't want to like dwell on the coke thing because I did the whole stream of consciousness on it, but it is too inviting. And of course, the mainstream media won't look at it. But uh, more about that in a minute. The, the. Idea is if you are a loyal Biden voter, you're an urban black American. You are you are the queen. You are a black woman, black church woman. You are uh, you are the quintessential Biden voter, right? I mean, he's counting on you. You need to turn out for the election. Um, and uh, you know, you, Jesus Christ, that Amazon guy almost put my car out. It is entirely my fault, but, you know, let's not, let's not get into details. Um, you're the quintessential Biden voter, and what happens? Your kid gets busted for cocaine. What do you think happens? He goes to freaking jail. Okay, he goes to prison. Nobody's like, well, he's an addict. Straight to jail. And the guy that you voted for for president is laughing at you. He's laughing at you. All right. So if you're that person, you're being you're being made a fool of by supporting Joe Biden. To him, you're nothing. You're a joke. And I mean, look, you know that's who you voted for. Why are you voting for him? Now, I'm joined by the lovely Arena Moises. We were just talking about cocaine in the White House. Um, and there's been another terrible effect of this uh, uh, tragedy. You won't stop freaking singing some Grateful Dead song about some guy who does cocaine. There's so much wrong with that. First of all, the Grateful Dead, are you kidding me? I had children with you? God. Oh, it's the greatest song. Uh, first of all, the Grateful Dead is ass. Oh, they're seeing them. Oh, my God. I've seen them a couple of times. Oh. See, yeah, I heard. God. It, oh, how do you. 
I am amazing. You are so, so fortunate. You know, I used to think you had a life before me, but evidently you did not. <laughs> yeah, I still have a grateful dad. Really? Yeah. I ate poo off the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the poo works better. It could have done, but no, I didn't. I wanted the compliment. Nobody eat the brown poo. That's a, that's a Woodstock joke. Because I was born last week with a baby boom, I get to do those. Worlds. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, I did a lot, right? I, I'm going to get back to the Biden cocaine thing because there's something interesting there. Um, but. Right. Is, now you made me lose what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, it's the boomer thing. I keep getting. People keep giving me great. You're a boomer. Yes, by one week. Well, apparently, you know, boomers are a mixed Um, They, to some extent, they, they're not the last generation that's cool. The last generation of cool is Gen X. Because, you know, we grew up outside. Pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a new theory. You're going to like this. That, what do you do? I read. Well, oh, stop reading. Pay attention to me. K-Dog's in the house. All right, go on. Uh, I was going to write because I'm I'm reading Patrick Deneen's uh, Regime Change book. He's like a professor at Notre Dame. It's very dense. He had some insights about John Stuart Mill that kind of blew my mind about how uh, his embrace of radical individualism was really a tactic designed to create collective action. Yeah. So just thinking about it, I'm like, is that really interesting? Does that qualify? Uh, Anyway, I was trying to think about what conservatism means now. And the image of conservatism is, you want to bring us back to the 50s, but I don't think that's what you want to do. I think you want to bring people back to the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, especially, you know, including the sex stuff. Because as a conservative, I, I like having sex. I'm, 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 I'm for it. Um, you know, the idea that we're some sort of like, uh, you know, puritanical, puritanical, frigid people. Yeah, conservative chicks are stone freaks. We're all the and that's amazing. The adults of Footloose, I guess. Well, the adults of Footloose, they have a lot of kids. There are more kids in Footloose town. <laughs> How many kids are in Footloose? There's like 20 people in the whole place, and they got a high school full of kids, and they're all dancing. <laughs> okay, there's like hundreds of somebody's been laying some pipe in Footloose town. Okay. The idea that conservatives are senseless, we're out there, we're laying pipe like keystone. The idea of conservatism, though, is, is really, we want to go back to the 70s, in the sense that, it, in, in kind of a macro sense, in the sense that things felt stable, in the things that we knew as Americans we were best. Now, there were, there were, some, there were some traumas in the 70s, not like the 60s. I'm going back to Well, that, I'm not talking the fascists. Although there is a sensitive white well, kind of... I'm sorry, you watched well, Charlie's Angels and those women well, no. were dressed gorgeous. Well, you you are correct in that. But there was a sense of stability. There was some un, unstable stop, like uh, busing in certain yeah. urban areas before that got... That was a few years. That got suppressed. The gas thing. Uh, then, uh, then Iran. But the stability really took off in the 80s when you had Reagan. And we knew we were number one. The economy was good. But in... But, but like in the seventies, you know, when I think of the seventies, I think of getting on my bike after dinner with all the other kids in the neighborhood, and we're talking about what's on creature features, or you know, we're playing hide and seek. It was just you know, nobody's worried about perverts. There were no kids on milk cartons. 
but we, 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 you know, you, you felt secure. It wasn't like, like there's a kid right now. Of course, his parents, kids riding a bike. She's got a helmet on her dad's with. Okay. When you were a kid, would you have had some freaking Kevlar on your head? Well, I think it's Kevlar, right? I don't. It's one. I don't. The other thing is, would you ever ride bike with your parents? Do you imagine your mom getting on the freaking, you know, 10 speed? No. 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 Your, your mom would be like, what do you mean you want me to go ride my bike with you? What's wrong with you? I have shit to do around the house. I have to, I have put on my pearls. I got a back. Um, well, like your mom, my mom worked too. But, uh, oh, and then they decided it was a great idea for me and Scott to have to clean the house. Oh, gosh. Wow. 40 minutes. We cleaned the whole house in 40 minutes. I'll tell you. It's not like you might call it deep cleaning. Wow. You would just spread things, or the dirt around. <laughs> you know, we've never seen any belly vacuum. Go, Did you clean the house? Yeah. Sure. It was a great idea. My parents said, Can you clean the house? Did we end up with a housekeeper? We eventually did. We broke the spirit. Blue. But, uh. Eleanor, you will want to be that. Had your poor mother. Oh, yes. And she liked everything so tidy and neat and plain. Oof. Did she? Yeah. She did. She liked things her own way. Well, anyway, you had that sense. So I'm saying conservatism now really is about some sort of like 50s, you know. The, the idea of the 50s, it's, it's more of an idea of the 70s, 80s. You know. And the 80s might have been the pinnacle. I, I think they were the pinnacle America, America power. I, I have argued it was uh, January of 1990 was yeah. pinnacle American power. The end of the Gulf War. And I was right there in the place where where the end, I mean, I wasn't where they saw the treaty, but I was at one of the headquarters. And it was, uh, you know, I highly recommend we I'm going to write a appreciation of the Gulf War. I also want to, because I think it provides a guideline for what a military should look like, what a foreign policy should look like, what victory looks like. Um, did I tell you I had some uh, uh, dick and a big Trump supporter? He's, he's a well-known influencer. Informed me that uh, I was a, uh, a piece of shit because I was a veteran of the Gulf War and I was part of the terrible uh, uh, destruction and, uh, you know, I was evil. And, um, you know, I called him Jane Fonda. And he says, well, I don't like Jane Fonda, but she had some good points. And I'm like, you know, I've had some disagreement with some Trump people occasionally, some MAGA people. I don't think, fuck the vets. He is a real MAGA Trump thing. I am not, I am not going to blame all the Trump people for, you know, Jane Fonda the Conqueror. The Conqueror is part of the, the dude's username, which I think is fun because the, the only thing the guy has conquered is a box of Kleenex in front of his freaking, who? Uh, black talk. Okay. You know, I just, you know. No, that was pretty obnoxious. Yeah, and it's like you're gonna make me. And I, I'm like, why do you presume you get to talk to men? Okay, because until you're a fucking peer. Oh, I don't think he's representative. I think he's representative of. He's a child, like a lot of these people, and he doesn't understand 
the Trump foreign policy, which is Jacksonian. It is not pacifist. It is don't waste our lives. They are very different from this kind of uh, Jane Fonda, America's a bad country. And this guy's too fucking stupid. And some people are too fucking stupid. But the, the idea, look, I never bought the bullshit about Trump. Uh, remember when they said, well, he was laughing at the soldiers and they're not a fucking way. And it doesn't, it, and I know people who work closely, I mean, yeah. talk to him every day with Trump and they're all like, that's just bullshit. But I knew that before. Okay, you say what you want about Donald Trump. He loves our fucking mm -hmm. And in fact, I think he loves generals too much. My, what, yeah, one big problem with me for him, or for him with me, is he, he was too deferential to these generals. Yeah. He didn't deal with them with a bit of chair, and they fucking rolled it again and again and again. And uh, because he, you know, he, he, he liked them too much. But the, the idea that, and that gets me to a bigger point, and I've tried to make it. I disagree with the MAGA America First people about Donald Trump as nominee. I think he's a weak nominee, and I think we'll lose a general if we nominate him, so I don't think he's a nominee. That's, that's my position. I love the MAGA America First people. They're great people. They're patriots. Uh, some of them get a little wrapped around the axle about things. Some take it personally that I just, I know there's a Trump. Well, there's a thing called a signal and a thing called acceleration. And if you want to do it, it helps if you signal when you're ahead of me. Well, he can accelerate. Now, my car is amazing. Anyway, I, you know, I like the, I, I like the Mac people. I like that. They're my people. I disagree with some of them on this point. And by the way, a lot of DeSantis people are mad so, I mean, I don't call myself a MAGA person because I think that's a little too focused on Trump. No, I mean, I, I'm not interested. I like Trump. I'm not interested in a candidate. I'm interested in ideology. And a, and if he's the right guy to bring it forward, I'm all in. And I have been. Uh, and I'm also being against. And uh, that's just kind of how I feel. But I just, I, anyway. Yeah, you're part of a mass killing of civilians. The only thing you've killed is a bag of Doritos, Batty. Are we going to eat soup? Yeah, we're going to eat soup. But we're going to do this thing first. Okay, we're going to do this thing. I know. You've had needs. Which I satisfy. I'm getting Okay. Anyway, Saturday Night Live. It is Saturday today. We are taping this on a Saturday. What do you think the chances? And I'm not going to watch it, so I'll never. That Saturday Night Live does a cocaine in the White House skit. A cold open with cocaine in the White House. I mean, how can it not? And it absolutely won't. I am 100% sure they absolutely won't. They'll do something like, hey, look, Trump. He likes Diet Coke. Get that cookie. Hey, it's Trump. They're just not going to do anything about the cocaine. They have, I mean, imagine, you know, you grew up thinking, I'm a comedy guy, I'm a rebel, I'm going to tell it like it is. Man, I'm brave truth teller. And then it's like, oh, well, but then again, you know, here's this giant elephant in the room, and I'm not going to call it because, you know, I'm a freaking pussy. That's what's, that's the deal.
you know. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't think that I could ever do that because you don't. That's that's why I can't. People are going, Kurt, you're 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 going to destroy your career if you uh, you know, you speak out against Trump. First of all, I'm not speaking out against Trump. I'm just I'm just saying what I. I'm just saying I don't think I'll win the general election. Second of all, fuck you. I'm going to say whatever I. I couldn't go on, you know, not saying what I think because I feel like a freaking sissy. And I just can't deal. I just, I just can't do it. Cannot do it. Will not. Do it. It's not like I'm Audie Murphy jumping on an angle. It's just, it's, it's very selfish, actually. Because I just don't want to feel like freaking sissy. You're not. Oh, foiled again. Foiled. I know, right? Don't tell everybody. Yeah. Uh, Shouldn't it have been? Yeah, no. Fight the power. Oh, there we go. Oh, fight the power that be. And we're fighting the power here on uh, Unredacted Town Hall VIP Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're going to get you, it, we're going to have fun. We're going to be, uh, live from, uh, Texas next week. Maybe not live, but recorded. I want you to go read my columns every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Go get Inferno. I'm writing number eight, which is, uh, uh, Overlord. And it's amazing. Uh, is it amazing? It's amazing. So thank you all very much. I will talk to you soon on the next Unredacted. Yeah. Bye-bye.